0: Welcome everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. Today is a very special episode. I have with me a total superstar, rock star, kick booty human being, and her name is Lisa Song Sutton. I can't wait to learn more about you, and thank you for being here, Lisa.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It is my pleasure. So Lisa, I'm going to give you the mic to introduce yourself, uh, which I find works best on this podcast. So if you'd let us know who you are, where you're from, and how you're keeping yourself busy right now, in a lot of ways, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Well, I'm an entrepreneur here in Las Vegas. I have four companies that I've co-founded with amazing, incredible business partners, um, Sin City Cupcakes, Christie's International Real Estate, Ship Las Vegas, and Liquid & Lace. Um, And I'm also a former Miss Nevada United States. Um, During that time, I did hundreds of community appearances, volunteering in schools, reading in hospitals, working with nonprofits. Um, And currently, I am a candidate for U.S. Congress for Nevada's fourth district. So
0: much to keep you busy. Let's just (laughs) rewind to the businesses for a minute. We're talking cupcakes, real estate. What are the third and fourth again?
1: Shipping and swimwear.
0: Shipping and swimwear, amazing, <laughs> four companies. Yeah, I once had it
1: diversified.
0: Amazing, I once had two companies and I felt like my brain was like chopped in half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I don't do anything alone. I have incredible operational partners and everything that we do. And of course we have great teams, great systems, um, and they've all aged. Um, the oldest company is eight, the youngest company is two. And so I've been able to pull myself a little bit out of the day to day now. Incredible,
0: absolutely incredible. So congratulations on all of your accomplishments up to now and running for Congress. That is, that is so huge, so huge. So we will talk a little bit more about that in a minute. What I would like to turn to now, Lisa, is that, as you know, this is a podcast by and for women who have been through rough stuff, who've been through absolute caca. So what I'd like to ask you is, would you please share with us what it is that you've been through obstacles that you have faced and what has been the worst of it, the absolute worst part?
1: Yeah, you know, sadly, I have dozens of examples, um, (laughs) especially coming from from business, right? And starting businesses in male-dominated industries, um, you know, there's this constant underestimation of um, either you're a woman or you're too young or, you know, whatever the objection is, there's always some sort of preconceived notion around um, your abilities and why you're there. Probably my my earliest example and, and one that kind of helped set the tone. I'm glad it happened to me early. I was 25 and started my career in law before I started business.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was working in a law firm uh, that did business litigation and business bankruptcy. And um, there was a client that we had that was um, an older gentleman. He was like in his 80s. He was uh, a lot older. Um Eastern European um, and so it was just very traditional, very old school, only wanted to work with uh, male attorneys and male staff. Mm-hmm. He was just, that was his preference. Um, and he made it known and he was very strong about it. And so the firm just kind of, you know, accommodated as they could. Um, one day, um, literally no one was available to take the deposition. My boss at the time came to my office, knocks on the door and he was like, look, like, I know this is not going to be your favorite task but we really need you to do this no one else is available to do it you've got to take this deposition it's only going to take about 45 minutes he's already in the conference room he already received the questions previously so it it should go pretty quick you just have to literally hit record and answer or ask him the questions so that he can answer them on record and i was like okay so i go in uh he's already seated there i sit down across the table and have my questions. And then I said, um, do you need anything before we get ready to get to get started? And he said, I'd like a cup of coffee. And I was like, sure, no problem. So I buzz in the admin, ask for a cup of coffee, she brings it, leaves it on the table. As soon as she left it and and walked out the door. He goes, I want you to go get me a cup of coffee. Yeah, I, I was like flabbergasted because was 25. Um, and that was really the first time that I had faced that type of misogyny like to my face right it's happening it's happening now it's in real time this is happening and I'm staring at him like you know I was so I was so taken aback and I was like felt my heart beating you know and I was just like oh my gosh like you've got to handle this like what am I gonna do walk out and cry like no right so I look at him and I said "Um, I would be happy to go get you a cup of coffee I bill out at $450 an hour, and it's going to take me about 15 minutes to get you a cup of coffee. Would you like me to do that? And then we, like, stared off at each other, and meanwhile, this cup of coffee is, like, steaming in his face, right? It was like, he already had a cup of coffee, so obviously, that wasn't what this was about, and and we're staring at each other, and then he, like, waved his hand, like, dismissively, and I just took that as a motion to proceed, Mm -hmm. and I hit record on the recording device and jumped in the first question. And so we got through it and after that was all over, I went out to my car and called my mom and I was, I told her, you know, I was so mad. I was so angry and so frustrated that that had happened. Um, But I'm so grateful that it did. And I'm grateful that it happened so early in my business career, right? In my working career, because that helped me realize right away, okay, Lisa, like you're not going to change everyone's mind. You know, he's he's never gonna walk in there and be like, Lisa, I think you're so smart and I value you and I'm really excited to work with you, right? Right. That's not gonna happen and that's okay. But if you're there to get the job done, then you need to get it done, and you have to remember why you're there and speak their language, right? 450 bucks an hour at 15 minutes to go make a cup of coffee, that's an expensive cup of coffee. So it's like that's your choice, right? You can either deal with me now or spend the money to like make a point and that's what you have to remember is that you're there to get the job done and get it done, speak their language, and then move forward.
0: Wow, and wow, and wow again. (laughs) Wow that that happened. I mean, I'm sure you saw, like, my mouth was just like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was so, like, I was, yeah, I could feel, like, my heart just beating. Like, I was just staring at him, like, oh, my God, this is really happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like an out-of-body experience, and I give you, Lisa, so many props. The way that you handled it, the way that you responded—I mean, that's like a fight, flight, or freeze moment, right? Totally.
1: Oh my, and I did—I froze for a period of time. Definitely. Yeah,
0: and I know that I would have too. And I'm not—I, I, I have no idea how I would have handled something like that. But the way that you handled it, a plus, yeah. a <laughs> plus. Thank you. And Thank also, you so much. Also, another thing that I admire and and that I that is. I think is wonderful is that you responded with anger rather than like shame or like self-hatred or you know some other emotions that that really kind of to some extent girls and women are built to potentially experience in a situation like
1: that. oh totally and especially with like someone that much older as well there's like this authoritative like i said i was 25 right yeah. and so there was there was a part of me that was like do i just get up and go get the coffee? Like, do I just leave and, and go do this? Like, what am I, what do I do? What am I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. Like it was, yeah. Like all those thoughts like go through your head and, and you have to make a decision really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well done.
0: Well done because you, you sent a very clear message and there's no way he could have missed it. Right. Like,
1: <laughs> right, exactly. That's why, we just stared at each other. Right. Yeah. It was like the stare off, stand down. And I was just like, Oh my God, if I blink, I lose. Right. Like, Right, right. And you
0: said you're, what you're saying is that you have a lot of anecdotes like that. And what I'm wondering now is, given where you are now, given, the, given your experiences in business, your expertise, given how, how far and long you've come in your career, it takes, I'm imagining, such a warrior and so much strength for you to be swimming upstream to the extent that you've been swimming upstream And I'd love to know what's the best thing about being where you are now relative to the struggles that you've come through. Like usually what I'm asking my guests is being, you know, what is it like on the other side? And it's, that's kind of like a a misleading question in in a way, because things like discrimination, age discrimination, gender discrimination. Uh, racial and ethnic discrimination all of those things coming together. It's not as if it's not as if oh That's over with and we have it knocked but I right. imagine that where you are now is a, a Really different place from where you were when you were 25. So what's the best thing about where you are now relative to those struggles?
1: I like I said, I'm grateful that I've had those experiences and especially that very early one when yeah. I was 25 because now I'm 35 right I'm, I'm 10 years removed from that experience and yet I can still draw lessons from it, and it's still something that I very vividly remember. Um, I'm so grateful now that I've had those experiences and um you know I think what's what's really powerful about where I am now is that I can draw on those experiences and hopefully provide some strength and examples to other women and you know let them know regardless of where they're in their career, how old they are, you know what they think they have left to do or or whatever they want to do like now is the time. Just do it. Like get out there and, and put yourself out there and you have to try um, regardless of the obstacles, because if you don't try, it's the same as, as failing, right? So you have to get out there and just do it. And so I appreciate that I'm able to share that message now.
0: I'm so with you. I'm with you 100%. And I want to turn to the role of um, the role of support of other women, because one of the phenomena that I'm just that I'm observing is that women who've been through really difficult situations and absolute caca in their lives, they have a tendency to find each other and support each we other. We do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And definitely
0: do. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really amazing. And here we are recording the day after International Women's Day, which is so yeah. really exciting. <laughs> Um, so let me ask you this, is there another person or two, another woman or two who has been instrumental in your journey perhaps, or somebody who you really admire, who has an an, an epic comeback journey like yours, who would be a great guest on this podcast?
1: Oh my gosh, there are so many, um, so many. Um, one of the, the first ones that comes to mind, um, our former Lieutenant Governor here in Nevada, her name is Lorraine Hunt Bono. Um, she's incredible. Um, she was in, an, an, a lounge singer turned entrepreneur turned politician. Yeah. Like she, yeah, yeah she was a lounge singer in like the fifties here in Las Vegas when it was, you know, old Hollywood and the Rat Pack and, you know, all those things. Um, and she bought her first piece of raw land, like with her money that she'd saved up, she bought her first piece of raw land. I think she was like in her early twenties and, um, and built a building on it. And, you know, kind of just started out her career as like a real estate investor and and like a landlord. And through that, she saw the needs of her tenants um, dealing with burdensome regulation and that kind of thing. And she went on to become a Clark County Commissioner. Um, She was the first chairwoman of the Las Vegas Convention Authority, which is huge here. Um, And then she went on and became our lieutenant governor. Um, She's just an incredible lady. Um, and I'm so grateful to have her guidance and, and leadership and her endorsement of my candidacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's incredible and amazing. Um, I, she is, you know, obviously, you know, far, far removed now from um, her politician days, but she's still very, very involved, especially in mentoring um, young women. So she's incredible. Um, there's another woman named Gina Radke. Um, I met her when I spoke at the World Women's Summit a couple of years ago. She was also a speaker there. Um, she owns a company that does aerospace hardware. So like, you know, the latches on um, the bathroom in the airplane that says occupied. Yeah. Her company made that mm-hmm. like just, you know, so incredible, very innovative. Um, and so you can imagine aerospace um, is a, is a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because so that's her company, and she's married to a wonderful man. Um, I had the chance to meet him as well at the conference, um, and she has shared stories where, you know, they'll be at conferences or certainly, um, you know, different meetings that they'll have with Boeing and, you know, some of their big clients, and people will hear that that's her spouse, and they'll immediately turn to him to talk to him about the company, Yeah. right? They just automatically assume it must be his company, mm-hmm. and... She is his wife, and so, yeah, she's, she's involved, but that's his company, Yeah, and she shuts that down really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a great book out called More Than, and she shares, actually, a lot of stories like this, um, you know, where she has had to just prove, that, that prove her worth, right, and, and make it known that she's there and make her presence known and felt um, because people just automatically assume that that must be her husband's company, not hers.
0: Man oh man. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm sure she's beyond being upset about it, but she knows exactly what to do Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, you know, she's obviously, you know, been in the business for decades and so She she knows really quick how to how to shut it down and she's just been an incredible um, Role model and someone to really glean those great life lessons from because she's experienced all of it.
0: Oh, that's fantastic Well, I will follow up with you about about those two recommendations. Thank you so much, Lisa. Of course Um, so this is really the essence of the podcast right here. Lisa, based on your experience and what you've been through over the years, what advice would you offer to women who are in the midst of crisis right now? And they're saying, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know if I'm going to get through this. What would you say to them?
1: Just know that you're a lot stronger than you feel right now. Um, and don't be scared to lean on the people who love you and support you because you do have them in your life. I know sometimes when we're going through it, we really do feel alone. Um, Mm -hmm. don't sequester yourself, right? Like literally pick up the phone or send that text message and just say, Hey, like, can I chat? Can I vent to you? Um, and kind of prepare them, right? Like just, just say, "Can, can I vent for five minutes to you? you're yeah. not asking for advice, you're not asking for them to fix it, right? Like you just need to get it out and get it off your chest and you have people around you who are willing to do that for you. So don't feel alone.
0: That's fantastic and I love the specificity that that you're prepping for the conversation by thinking about, okay, what kind of support do I need right now? Do yeah. I Do I want to vent? Do I want to, let's say I'm making a decision. Do I want to talk to somebody about the different options and sort of bounce, have some brainstorming or bounce ideas off of them? Um, I'm a huge advocate for when you're going through a hard time, first of all, accepting help and asking for it. But I'm also an advocate and I'm also an advocate of asking for specific types of support and being ready with an answer when the people in your life say, how can I help? How can I support you? How can I be there for you? Because right. if you don't have an answer ready, then you're guaranteed to, almost
1: guaranteed to not get the kind of help that you
0: really need the most.
1: Sure, right? People aren't uh, mind readers, right? As much as we right. kind of hope or expect them to be sometimes, mm-hmm. they're not. And if we aren't doing a good job of communicating what we need, how we need that help, then people are kind of flying in the dark and, and uh, you know, it makes us feel more alone.
0: 100%, Yeah. So to completely change the subject, I would love to ask you, since this podcast is about being epic, the epic comeback, Lisa, if you could have any superpower that you don't already have, what would it be?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I wish I didn't have to sleep. I wish there was a superpower where you didn't need, like the human body did not need sleep to function well. Yeah. Um, We all know we do, right? We need good sleep. We need good, adequate sleep for our brain and all that kind of stuff, but I wish we didn't because then that literally would just give me another, you know, additional six, seven hours that I could get work done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I got you there. I got you there. It's so true.
0: (laughs) Sleep just gets in the way. It gets
1: in the way. Yeah. But like, I I make sure to like carve it out because I know how important it is from a health standpoint, you know, like I know it's important, but yeah, I wish that was my superpower. I didn't have to sleep. I love it. I love it. Lisa,
0: thank you so much. I'm honored that you have joined me for this podcast. Thank you for spending your time. Thank with you.
1: Me. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you bet. Let me ask you this. Where can we find you online and follow you and contribute to your campaign and learn more about you?
1: Yes. Um, so my business website is just lisaslongsutton.com. The campaign website is lisafornevada.com. And you can find me on all the social channels at Lisa Song Sutton.
0: Okay, fantastic. So simple and easy. Same thing everywhere. Yes. So this is Nikki Bruno with Lisa Song Sutton on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about staging an epic comeback in your life, please go to theepiccomeback.com.